Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Today we're going to be doing, well actually this today and and next week, we're going to be doing a two-part episode where we're going to be catching up on where we are with All About Reading and Right Start Math. And today we're going to start with All About Reading, kind of give it a, we're about halfway through. We're going to call it kind of a midpoint checkup, see where we are, how things are going. And, you know, some of our initial opinions have changed and we wanted to make sure we brought that to you guys. And tell you about what we've done differently, what things we think are missing and, and continuing forward. But before we do, head down in the show notes. We have a ton of information. We have now joined Twitter. We feel the darkness pulling us in. <laughs> well, mostly for, for games. For games. Yeah, we want to connect to the game schooling community. Mm-hmm. If you're a game schooler, if you like games, follow us on Twitter. You'll see some additional information there. We're at HS underscore together. And we'll be, search homeschool together. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. We've But we've also joined a group of creators, podcasters, YouTubers, bloggers. I'm a group of really cool people, yeah, I've got to say. Really, really cool. And and they are game schooling specific. So they're kind of homeschooling, game schooling, but definitely heavy on the game. So if you find yourself really drawn to the, the beauty of games and game, game schooling, schooling and yeah. everything, um, feel free. We'll have the links down below. There's going to be a website. There's going to be Facebook groups, yep. everything. So if you're really into game schooling, um, we're trying to build a nice big community. And we have a lot of creators with producing a lot of different types of content not necessarily homeschooling specific, but definitely game specific. So if you really want to incorporate a lot more games into your homeschooling environment or just into your family, you know, what you guys do together, right? right. Um, there's going to be a lot of ton of information there. So we'll make sure to put all the links down there. And, yeah, it's and the uh, Game School Co-op. The Game School Co-op Cooperative. Right. Yeah. Yes. We're really excited to be part of it. Uh, we've got several other content creators, Board Game Babies, Danielle Dabbs, who we've mm-hmm. interviewed on the show. Mm-hmm. She's part of the group. And hopefully we'll have upcoming interviews with some of the other creators in the, the co-op. So we're excited. A lot, lot of cool people. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah. definitely keep an eye out on that. We'll we'll continue to plug that and, and all that information will be in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we've been doing a lot of YouTube stuff lately. Um, we put out an episode about, I don't know, about a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, with one of our episodes kind of converted into audio from the video feed. We're not going to do that as a normal thing. We just wanted to promote the fact that we're now doing the YouTube videos. We're doing all the we're doing the around the world review series where we're going to be tackling every single country we hit as we combining these two great secular curriculums, the Build Your Library and the Torchlight. We're going to be doing a review pretty much every two weeks, maybe sometimes uh, once a week if it's a shorter week. We'll go ahead and put those out and make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube feed and really enjoy those great videos. We've got good lighting. We've got good audio now. Ariel's looking better than ever, and I I look, well, I look like what I look like. <laughs> You're handsome. You're handsome. They know it. You're he's, handsome. A, he's a man with a voice for radio and a <laughs> face for radio. <laughs> no. The man has a face for radio. That's not true. That's not true. You're handsome. We know it. No, not really. Not my 
I'm getting I'm getting the uh, George Clooney uh, salt and pepper on the on the thing. I know it's distinguished. It's very distinguished. Yeah, you'd be you'd be like an expert. Everybody. Will. <laughs> that man looks like a professor. He must be wise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no way. All right, so let's get into all about reading. So if if you go back, oh my gosh, long time ago, about a year ago, <laughs> it felt like. Yeah, it was one of our first uh, like ten episodes. Yeah, one of the first ten episodes. We did a nice review of the all about reading. I think at that point, I think we were about six, seven, eight episodes into lessons into the curriculum, and we were kind of down on it. I, I I know I was a little down on it. I was a little frustrated. It was a it was difficult. We were having a lot of uh, issues. Our learner was about five years old when we we were at that point, and now she's about five and a half. And we wanted to kind of give a you know a summary of the you know the midpoint checkup. Mm-hmm. So. First thing I wanted to do say is that we have made a lot of growth and I have mentioned that in a lot of podcasts and some of the interviews and some of the other podcasts I have teased the fact that uh, we have been making pretty good strides here on the reading side and we have begun to enjoy the curriculum. We've been making a lot of progress and we've been growing as not only just as an educator, but also our learner, our five and a half year old getting, getting five and a half ish. Now she is now doing a lot better, and the curriculum has proven to be very, I think, very effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've made a lot of, I've made some changes in the way I approach it, and that's a lot of the ideas that we've talked about where we really focus on our learner and seeing what's working and what's not working, trying to pull in new things and trying to adapt where we see fit. The initial frustrations, I think, were two-sided, were both with her, and she maybe she wasn't 100% ready to do the she curriculum. wanted it so badly. It was we felt we felt really torn, right? She mm-hmm. she wanted to read because we read all the time, and she's always looking through books, and she has looked through books since she was two, mm-hmm. and she wanted to read so badly that we felt this was the next natural step. But it was actually a very hard transition for her to move to a, a formal curriculum. Yeah, the, I, I think the formalness was a little difficult. I think she has really grown uh, and persevered. So. I know some of the community likes to say, well, if they're not ready, they're not ready. Um, but I do believe a little bit in perseverance, like get through some sticky, sticky situations. It's as a balance, a, right? There's always that balance. And I, and I think we, we rode through it for about a month or two. We rode through it for about a month or two. And I think we came out on the other side and she really has started to you know, enjoy the curriculum and enjoy what we're doing. The other thing that I think we overcame was the fact that um, I'm an amateur <laughs> and I'm a beginner. This and is the first formal curriculum you it really was. taught. I mean, doing Torchlight or doing Blossom and Root, those are those are fun, right? Reading yeah. and math, it, it, it we try to make it as fun as we can, but it's more work. It's it's more traditional school ish yeah. uh, than the others are. It, it's not something we lend ourselves quite this, as easily. This to. is more of a true education, like as opposed to reading. I I know people are going to parse the words, but Reading books, watching videos, exploring the world. Yes, obviously, obviously that is educational. And I'm not saying that's not. But I, I think when you get to the point where like I am teaching you the sounds, I am walking you through how to sound these words out. It's more formal in that respect. It's very fundamental. Very fundamental. And I that's more hardline education, more traditional. What people would think is, okay, I'm going to show you exactly how to do these things. You're going to you know, do them and we're going to learn over the, over, over, you know, exploring that process. Well, I think with the other things too, that we're going through, you know, we're like, we're studying the countries right now yeah, right. at the end of this, she's not going to remember most of what we did. She's going to have some highlights of things we did this week. And hopefully she takes away from an appreciation of different cultures and things, but 
you know, with, with reading and with math both. I need know, her to master these things. You need yeah. her to, yeah. If she doesn't know these letter sounds, she can't move on. So exactly. it's definitely a different type of so, uh, so education. F- yeah, so for me, I had to overcome, uh, you know, how to teach, right? I mean, I, I think I, you know, we always like want to talk about what we screw up. I think I have to lay bare the fact that I, I maybe came in with a little bit of arrogance, like, oh, I'm a smart guy. I've been to college. <laughs> I know what the heck I'm talking about. I've been to corporate America. I know what I'm doing. I didn't. And I had to learn. And I, and you know, not that my learner suffered <laughs> as her daddy figured out how to do these things. I just had to figure out how to do it, how to be adaptable, how to be empathetic and learn what she needed, what was best for her, you know, changing things, pivoting, and being willing to do that as opposed to saying, well, I know what's best do it this way or have that come through via the curriculum where it says, well, say this, do this. And okay, I'm going to say this and do this. And maybe that doesn't work. I had to kind of overcome a little bit of my own resistance. And I think that was a a big change. So those were the kind of the big things that, that we've kind of overcome a little bit. And I think I'm sure everybody's going to go through similar problems and maybe even different problems, but where we are now, we have now bought the next level. So right, yeah. We, spoiler alert. So we 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 were yeah. a little bit mixed on this when we did our first review because we definitely felt like she wasn't enjoying it as much. She wasn't progressing as fast. We didn't love the stories that were included in the book. Now they have cer- they've certainly gotten better as she can yeah, yeah. as she can read more, but they're still not the best. I think the problem is with them is that uh, we read a lot to her, and she's got a lot of amazing books. Especially with the curriculums that we're doing right now that are very book intensive and they have a lot of good books. It's hard to even have, it's, it's hard to ask all about reading to like come up to that level right? with every single one of their stories. So some of the stories are fun, you know, like the slim goes West was kind of funny, but like, you know, bam is only, is only going to be as good as bam is going to be and jam the, the and ferret. Tap, yeah. Tap, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, one of the no, things... no, it's tap, 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 bam, 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 tap, tap, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a pattern. It is hard to ask that of of a reading of any reading curriculum. One thing that was helpful for this, we purchased the Usborn uh, First Readers Library, and we'll link it in the show notes. It has uh, every it has some stories in every page. One side of the page are most of the words the adult reads, and then the child only reads the words that are large. So just the words that they can use. So there's only so many awesome stories you can make when your child only knows four letters, <laughs> right? I mean, when they're very early, this definitely helped, I think, because the stories could be a lot more fun and more engaging for our, our reader than, you know, even Bob books. I mean, they're just... There's not much depth there, and she's proud of herself that she can read some of these, but I think that is going to be a struggle with any reading curriculum mm-hmm. until she reaches the level where she can read stories that are more interesting, mm-hmm. wherever they come from. And that's one of the things that the Usborne readers were helpful with. Um, but I I don't know if that's a failing of all about reading as much as I don't know that any reading program could, could deliver truly interesting mm-hmm you know, stories when your child doesn't know a wide breadth of, of sounds. Yeah. And that's the limitation. And you would, you would think like the fact that they know they're reading these books, they would be excited. It's just, I don't know. It's just not the case. I think most she's of the just time. been exposed to so yeah. many books with us that are stellar. But the achievement of reading, you know, her first Bob book, we always think like, oh, these, you know, our children will get inspired by 
you know, reading their first Bob book. And that's just not the case. I, I just, we just didn't yeah. see that. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. I, you know, we have these visions and maybe it's Pinterest is ruining our brain or something <laughs> like that. She looks at this and she's like, this just wasn't a very good story. Yeah, it's just not super And exciting. she looks at us like, did I miss something? Or is this just not a very good story? And we're like, you know, if you just put in the work now, you're going to get to the really good stories. And, and I have to admit, by the time you got to the end of that first hardbound book, from all about reading the stories got a lot better because you know the amount of words and especially into the second book now that we're like deep into the second book they have these like hardbound books we're into the second very nice quality yeah books. super high quality books amazing they they definitely stand the test of time because they are built they are built for children to be reading them yeah pages are even a little thicker too and those stories get a lot better like they're actually some of them are kind of funny and, and silly and so I, I think it just it's a factor of the number of words. And so I think it's just a it's a wrong expectation on our side and maybe even as parents to think that these stories are going to be somehow compelling. <laughs> so they're just not. They're just another tool that you have to do to teach them what they need to teach. But all that aside, let's start to get into what I did differently. What were some changes? So we've talked a little bit about this in some of our interviews, but if you haven't you know, been parsing every single magical word that Matt says over the last <laughs> three or four months... <laughs> We'll go over a little bit of the things that um, I did. So the first thing that I would say is, and I got them kind of flipped here in my notes here, but the first thing that I did was I went out to uh, Reddit and I posted this as a question to my homeschooling groups because Reddit is my place that I like to congregate on. And this mom came in and told me about the push-pull swipe. And this was a technique that her kid as a dyslexic, um, their, her tutor had her do this and then this was an exercise they did. And so I said, okay, I'm willing to try anything, right? And it's this activity where you have the individual letters. You can do them with cards or we can do them with the magnet tiles with all about reading. But it's a push each letter. So if you can imagine cat, so C-A-T, you go ka and you push, you literally push it up, you know, an inch or two. And then you say ah, you push, t, you push. And then you go ka, ah, t, as you pull it down and then you swipe. And the action of pushing and then pulling and then swiping created this it was like a it was like a change in her mind and how the sounds and she she was connected to the sounds because she was actually move she was almost like she was moving the sounds it became this really cool technique and we did it for about a week or two and the blending yeah, went she through had a lot the of problems with blending she had a lot of that. i'm sorry yeah we had a lot of problems with blending and the activities that you know the all about reading has the thing where you're going to put your finger under it you have the dots and then you swipe across and yes that's great and it works wonderfully but i I, I just couldn't get her over that hurdle. And this little technique of the push-pull swipe was one of the best things that we did. It really just connected with her and it clicked and she started to blend the sounds together a lot better. And that was a big, I think, seed change. And I think it was right around lesson 10. So I wish I would have incorporated a little bit earlier this physical nature or the uh, manipulative nature of sounding out the words was a big connection for her. I don't know if that's necessarily something that all parents would need to do for their learners, but it worked for mine. And this was a big thing that we did. Um, the next thing that I did, and I think this was something around, I don't know, probably less than about 13 or 15, somewhere in that range. I noticed that, you know, the way the lessons are structured, they have the review up front, but I, there was no way I could do the whole lesson in one sitting. And so I was breaking up my lessons, but I didn't want to lose the idea of the review. And so what I started to do is I incorporated a daily review. And this is either at the beginning 
or at the end of the, when I'm done with the all about reading lesson, not the whole lesson, but whatever we're willing to do for the day could be two sections or one section where we read a story, whatever it might be. I had this review that I would do and the review, you know, evolves over time as all things should, but I really was focused on, I got to get the sounds down. I want to really make sure her sounds are down. So we would go through the sounds and I would like drill her and I would drop the cards in front and almost became a game. How fast can you do it? How fast can you do it? And that really helped her kind of be really comfortable in that, in that respect. The next thing that I did was the words as well. Having to sound out the words, you know, they, they ask you to do that as part of the lesson, but doing it in a rapid succession as a review wasn't really working for her as much. I use that as more of like a drill through the lesson. So, okay, here. I fanned them out as like cards. I said, hey, you pick three cards. They're all face down. So she picks three. And then I go ahead and drop one out, drop another one out, drop another. If she's doing really well, I pull another one because she forgets how many she picked. And I try to carry that momentum going forward. So if you can imagine you have like 10 words are the words of the week. You know, each Every other week or so, you, you're pulling out new word cards. And I would fan them out and then she would pick them. And then I would try to keep the momentum going as long as I could. Another thing that I did was I pulled out all of the two-letter words. And I put them in my own little caddy. So let's talk a little bit about the caddy. So there, there's an all-about-reading box caddy. Right, which you may be tempted, as we were, to not purchase. I, but I, unfortunately, you really need this box. So. I, I like the box. I mean, you could obviously do like a, one of those plastic Rolodexy type of we things. We tried. You know, it's not as good. The box has got dividers for your cards, and it has foam pieces so that... If your box is not full, it mm -hmm. actually keeps them separated. So actually, the box was really important. I ended up having to buy it from Rainbow Resources. So if you have all about reading and you haven't bought the box and you need just the box, you can go to Rainbow Resource to get it. But what's, what's it's nice, pretty important to have. Yeah, what's nice about it is it, it keeps everything contained because the number of cards you're getting is just going to be incredible. And then you oh, yeah. may also want to make your own stuff, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, but What's great is I can orient cards up and the box still closes. So what I end up doing is I pull out, like, say, all the vowels and I stack them up. And then maybe there's some, like, we're up to, like, you know, custom sounds like sh or th or ch. I also stack those up as well. Right, so so those are just turn 90 turn degrees. Turn 90 degrees so they're stacked up so I can just pull them straight out, mm -hmm. do a quick review. So I we do basically what our review looks like every time I start is I start with vowels. And then I do our custom sounds, or the the combined sounds, the the new sounds with the, like sh or ch, or th or qu. That's I think that's what we're up to right now. And then I do um, the two letter words. So we have you know in at am as up. Those tend to come in a lot when you're reading the stories. And I kept seeing her sticking on those words because she has to sound them out. And I'm like, those are words you should really just like know. Like you, it's, it's that, it's that fight between phonetic spelling. And once you know how to do phonetic spelling really well, you can then see the word and you do the sight word stuff. So we're kind of, I'm trying to not necessarily force sight words, but I want her to be so comfortable with certain words that she can just do it like on or, um, it or in, she knows those now. So when we're reading the story, she, she'll, she'll be like on the bird or on the, you know, grass or something like that and she doesn't get stuck on on and the and it starts to carry the momentum through the stories that she gets more reading comprehension and so those that was a method i did where i was just we, we drill the two letter words every day we drill the vowels because you know every word has a vowel in it for the most part 
And that was something I wanted to drill in. So I didn't want her to get stuck on the vowels, especially when we start to getting into blending of sounds like ST or, you know, SR or something like that, where you're taking two sounds and you're putting them together. That's, that's the level we're at now. We're at less than 30. I didn't want her to get stuck on the vowels. I want her just like to know the vowels, like in the back of her hand. And now I'm starting to do this where I now have pulled out all the three letter words. Cause now we're on to four and five letter words. I'm pulling all the three letter words. And I'm going to make my own little caddy there. And maybe once or twice a week, we're going to blaze through a bunch of three letter words. And I pulled out a lot of the simpler three letter words. There's, you'll notice when your learners learning to read that they'll, they'll get stuck on certain sounds and they're a little bit more challenging. And what I try to do is way all about reading is, is they have these sheets with words that are, you know, here's all these words that we want you to learn, you know, to practice. It's like one of these tear out sheets because they're probably going to be in the story for that week or the story for the following week. And I have high, I know the words that she struggles on, the letters that she struggles on. So I make her read those. And then I know there's letters that she does really well on. And I want to bring those into their own custom thing so she can read cat or uh, dad and just be able to snap those out so that she doesn't get stuck on those words. And again, I'm building the vocabulary, building the familiarity. So th that was a big thing. The review as a requirement is like what I like to call it. That was a nice big growth that I made in using the review, the daily review as a way to make her more comfortable with what she's doing. The next thing is that I, I, I don't know why I, I had issues with reading comprehension where she was getting, she was so stuck on sounding every word out and then, you know, sounding each letter out, then reading the word, going on to the next one. And by the end of the sentence, she doesn't even know what she read mm -hmm. because it just took so long. And I was just doing some Googling and everything. And people said, okay, the issue there is the fact that they're not comfortable with the reading. They're not just reading the word instead of saying, oh, that's cat, right? She'll say cat, cat, and that takes them out of the flow. And one of the ways people get through that, they get past sounding out each word, each letter, and just getting to the point where they just sound out the word or just say the word is the idea of literacy strips. And so I went out on the teachers pay teachers and I'll, I'll provide a link to the one I bought. It was like three or four bucks. It was no big yeah, deal. Teachers and Teachers pay teachers. It was excellent. Yeah, it's great. And then I printed off the sheet laminated it, cut it out. And then I, I, I'm like two or three sheets in. She gave, I don't know, she had like 30 or 40 sheets. So we're only a few sheets in. And most of them are the AT words, at, sat, cat, mat. And right. they're the, just long strips. They're they long strips. What, four or five words a strip maybe? Yeah, like, and some of them are just, they're just the um, the synonyms, not synonyms, they're the, um, the, the rhyming words. Mm -hmm. And then some of them are sentences. The, the reader doesn't know which one is which, and so they, they always have to be paying attention. This was another way I got a lot of growth where she sounded out words instead of having to actually like sound out each letter. Again, another little trick that I incorporated, and we put those into the review area. And that's something I pull out maybe once a week, twice a week. And again, it's just getting more comfort. I want to see her reading whole sentences, and then I get to ask her, you know, what happened to the cat or what happened to the bat, right? Mm -hmm. And then she tells me. Yeah. And that's, again, another place where I saw a lot of growth. Um, so taking these little things were these these sticking points because I want to try and make her a better reader. I, I'm almost approaching it like, you know, if an athlete is a bat, like say a basketball or a golfer, like you want to play golf, right? You can try to improve all aspects of your game or you can say, okay, I want to become a better putter or a better chipper. So I want to get close to the hole. 
I'm not wasting like five or six strokes to get into the hole, right? Or if I'm a basketball player, I want to get better at rebounding. So I work on my hand skills, right? And that's going to make me a better player because that's a deficiency. And then all of a sudden, once I'm better at this thing, I notice I'm better at it. my whole, my whole game is lifted, right? And I'm kind of approaching it from that, you know, cause I do, I did a lot of sports in the day, back in the day and weightlifting. That's another one that kind of, cause I did a lot, I did some powerlifting. You know, if I'm, if I'm trying to do a big muscle group, I'm also trying to train the supporting muscle groups as well. So that when I'm doing a big lift, my supporting muscles are stronger too, allows me to do more. And I'm kind of approaching the reading and also the math. We'll talk about the math next week in this type of mentality where I'm trying to train the things she's weak on so that when she gets into the act of actually reading, because you got to remember like all of these things I'm doing every day is getting her geared up to read the next story in the all about reading book. And if I can improve her two letter word recognition, improve her three letter word recognition, improving her sounds and vowels, I, I feel like her reading will become better. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I'm approaching it. And that's kind of like, I think that was the big change as me as an educator is to see her as this athlete. And I'm just trying to train this athlete to be better at what, what she's, what ultimately we want them to do, which is perform in the game or perform in reading that story. The next thing that we, we also did is once we finished book one, you know, you have taken on a lot of reading in the evening with her and it's become, it's been a good thing for you because you get a lot of close time with her once we put the baby down you've been doing a lot of reading with her and the thing you've been doing is having her read to you. Right. So part of it, I think, is because while you're doing some of this review of words, review of actual stories isn't typically a part of all about reading to go back. So once you finish the first book in the, there's a three book series for a, a all about reading level one, we took that book and during the evening when I'm reading to her and reading bedtime stories and chapter books and all the things that we're doing, um, I'm also incorporating that. We started at the beginning and part of that was so, so that she could really have ultimate confidence. We started with BAM <laughs> and so she could have lots of confidence and we went through the entire book and now we're on our second pass through the book and on this pass, she has to sound out the words in her head mm-hmm. and then just say them instead of doing cat cat. She has to just stop and then she's got to read the whole, all the words as mm-hmm. a sentence together. Um, and so that's a great way to take something that you have already supposedly done with, right? The curriculum's not going back to BAM, no. but I'm using it to both increase her confidence and to help her with the skill of sounding out in her head. And it has been so important. Some nights she she's the one pushing to read another story. She wants to read a second or even a third story to me. And sometimes I have to keep her from going too far because she will burn herself out if she she goes too far. <laughs> so I have to kind of be careful. Yeah. But it's been a great way to repurpose something that's already part of the curriculum, but that you're no longer using in your lesson. So I would highly recommend taking those old stories and, and just incorporate them into your nightly routine um, and start at the beginning where things are really easy. And once you finish with the second book, which you're not too far from, Mm-mm. Then we'll start with the second book and we'll do the same thing there. We'll go through it once yeah. and then the second time with a sound out in the head. And I've really, I think we both noticed that she's jumped just leaps and bounds mm-hmm. by having that extra time with stories that she's already, you know, she's already kind of conquered. Yeah. You know, so she's gaining that mastery. It also goes back to my, you know, to the ignorance point where I, I don't know what I thought. I don't know why I thought this, but I thought it, I don't know, uh, that, 
oh, they would learn their letters and all of a sudden they'd start reading. And (laughs) this is a longer process than I had originally anticipated it taking. And I don't know. I'm sure that's just because, you know, I assume I read every book on the shelf and I don't care. And well, we've been know, reading for so long. We have not done. We forgot so. how we forgot how hard this process is and how long it takes for them to master it and to get comfortable with it. And it is not an easy thing. And it's really a process. And I and I think I've had to come to grips with that, that this is not something you just, you know, OK, now you now you know how to ride a bike and yeah. I don't have to teach you anything else. That's just a, definitely not the case. And I think that was my own ignorance. And I've, we've had to come over, overcome that and doing this like nightly review thing that you're doing has been really, really helpful. So I really encourage people to do that. I, I read, uh, I read in, I think it was in brave, brave learner, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic book. Um, and, and I, I think I, I read it in there that there's this real balance between, between challenge and mastery, right? You have to keep challenging so that you keep pushing your kids to go further, but you can't go, but you have to also celebrate their mastery of subjects. And I think that this is a situation where we've really tried to find this balance. We can't give her everything that's too easy to do. We have to keep pushing her, but we need to stop and take the time to celebrate as well. Absolutely. So let me talk a little bit about um, the idea of gaps. And this is not necessarily a negative point on the curriculum. It's just things that I would like to add um, going forward. So these are the things I want to, you know, maybe the next week or, you know, next month or so I'm going to be in, incorporating these going forward. So I'm kind of like hot topics for, you know, stay at home, dad, uh, kindergartner thing with all my reading. These are the things I want to kind of get into. So the first thing is as you get through, there's like this magic inflection point. Once you get into blending multiple consonants together, right? Like, like if you had land, right. Mm-hmm. Duh like blending those two sounds, that opens up a whole ocean of words. Once you learn that you can do that and you get past the three-letter word thing and you get into blending consonants, all of a sudden the number of words that you're exposed to just grows exponentially. And they don't have cards for every one of those words. Like they have these wonderful printout sheets. I, I don't know how to describe them. They have They have like a whole series of words that have all either the same ending or the same beginning. And all you're doing is swapping one or two letters at the beginning. And you'll do one of these and there'll be like five or six endings. Like, I don't know, like off, like where it's stuff or cuff, right? They have all these words that rhyme. Mm -hmm. There'll be like seven or eight of them. And then you'll have like seven or eight sheets of those. And all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, that's 60 words that I would love to practice with her. And I don't get the little cards for those. And we've done three of these now. So literally there's like 200 words just sitting out there that I don't have cards for. And I wish I did. And I think I'm going to make them. And maybe we'll give them away here on the the podcast. We'll we'll post them or something like that. And I would love to have these. And so, and I want to put them on, I want to laminate them and put them on rings. So that we go in the car to like dance class, I can just toss her the, the ring and she can just flip through them. Or I can ask her questions and she could try to find the word. So that's something I'm probably going to add. Um, just as a review thing and also something that I can take with me and I can just, you know, she can have and read and whatnot just so that I don't have to sound out the Barbie book while I'm waiting at gymnastics again. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> um, so that's like kind of card rings and all the extra cards. So that's something I want to add just so that she can get more familiarity, more comfort with other words. And now that we've gone to double consonants, like double F or double S, there's even more words. It's just, mm-hmm. it's mind boggling how many words we're adding, but I just don't feel like she's, she's got the tools to read them. She just doesn't have the the cards to become more familiar with them and just see them more often. 
The next thing um, is that there's just not that much spelling, and I think she could do some basic spelling. Yeah, all about spelling starts with um, all about reading level two. Level two, and so I'm like, we're two levels away from that, but I really feel just one level away. Are we? That's the next. The next level. level, Okay. And it pairs with all about spelling. Okay, I thought we were level. I thought it was level zero. I thought they did like the software (laughs) programming start with zero. No, no, it starts (laughs) with one. All right, so I thought she could do a little bit of spelling, like simple words, like Matt or cat where I just like sound out the words slowly and then she writes the letters. I would really like to start doing that with her because I think that's just going to be a, a reinforcement of hearing and writing versus reading and hearing just kind of going both ways is just kind of a dynamic learning method. I just think it's something I'm going to add just for little short little words, even just the two letter words, I think would be really helpful. And you can do it with letter tiles too. Exactly. Right? You just have, rather than, because cause if you're working on spelling, you know, you're working on two skills, right? It's the writing and the spelling. And at this point, her her writing is still, she's still really working on that. And that's a struggle. So rather than kind of struggle with two things, you could use the letters. And then that goes to the next point, which is if I can do a little bit of spelling with like the letter tiles, then I can maybe leverage it into... A little bit more of a handwriting. And we're doing Danelian handwriting. We yeah. do have a book in our morning morning treasure chest uh, that we're, we've been doing with that. But that would be good to incorporate a little bit more. Yeah, so basically those are the things I'm going to try and maybe fold in. Not as something I'm going to do every week, but maybe just a little bit, maybe once a week and do a little bit of a handwriting exercise or something like that. Because we are now moving through the curriculum at a faster clip. We're easily doing more than one lesson a week now, which is really fun. Because we're finally moving through the, we may actually finish the curriculum before we actually start kindergarten, which would be a nice thing. That was kind of my goal. I didn't think that was going to be the case at the start, but it's definitely the case now. We only have about 26 more lessons left and we have less than 30 weeks until kindergarten. So I definitely think we're going to finish in time. Not that that was like a requirement for our kindergarten, but it was, it was kind of a personal goal for myself. And I, I really feel we'll, we'll get there. So those are the kind of the things. That's kind of our summary. I definitely am liking the curriculum a lot more now that I don't have as much sticking points. It was really brutal at the beginning. And that was probably a, you know, a combination of a number of things we've talked about. But I, I think now I feel very comfortable. I feel very smooth. I'm happy with it. Um, she likes it. I found the happy middle point. So I think we're going to go, we're obviously going to go forward with mm-hmm. it. And this is kind of like an update of our midpoint of our curriculum. And maybe we'll do one more summary at the end and kind of see how we're, where we finish and maybe what things I'll do differently for the, the next level when we get into it. Yeah, we, we hope this is helpful. You know, the reading and math curriculums both are, they're, a, they're an investment, right? All the other curriculums, if you do something digital, you know, it's a 30 or $40. I mean, these are definitely in the, you know, over a hundred to closer to 200 mark. And uh, it's really nice. Uh, you know, hopefully we've given you some ideas of how we feel yeah. about it, but overall we feel very positively about it. And we're going to, we've already bought the, the second level yeah. and all about spelling uh, level mm-hmm. one. So, you know, we'll be continuing with this program. Absolutely. So let's get in. We always end with something that we're into. Ariel, tell me about little excavator. Thump a thump a bump a bump a beep 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 goes the dozer knocking down the walls <laughs> crumble crumble bumble bumble fall fall fall, fall. all right yeah. so so it's the woman good. who did the llama llama red pajama llama llama red pajama wrote a book called Little Excavator 
and our little excavator, <laughs> yes. our two-year-old. Yeah, she's almost two. She, I mean, she would have us read this to her all day long. I mean, in the car, we can hear her going, thumpa, thumpa, bumpa, bumpa, beep, beep, beep. I mean, she's really into it. Um, and it reminded us, that I don't think on the show, we have talked about Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, mm-hmm. uh, which is a program that is free in a lot of areas. Your local, yeah. I, don't think, I don't know if it's local school district, but um, maybe it is. You're, each each local area has to opt in and provide monetary support for this program. Yeah. Um, so you'll have to check, and we'll give a link in the show notes. But basically, they send your child, if your child is under five, um, they send your child one book a month. It always starts with the little engine that could, which mm-hmm. we love. It's a classic, and there's updated uh, art, which is really good. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's always something, it's, it's totally appropriate. You put in your child's age so they know... Uh, kind of, you know, what level they're sending. Uh, and this is one of the books. They've sent a few different books that are like, uh, and this one is two thicker pages. Yeah. So they're less um, destructible <laughs> for this age. Um, but it's great. It's totally free. You go on there, you put in your zip code. It'll tell you if you're eligible in your area. You sign up your child. And I think it takes maybe over a month to get your first book. Uh, We Mm. did this with our older child and now we've done it again with our younger. Uh, It's a fantastic program. So if you haven't done it, definitely um, take a look at that. If you've got a young kiddo, Mm -hmm. Uh, know that it's the same book each month. So if you have several young kiddos, unless you want multiple copies of the same (laughs) book, probably don't um, just sign up one, one kiddo uh, because some of the books we have noticed are repeats from the ones Mm -hmm. that we did that our daughter got years ago. Um, but there's a lot of them that are different. So mm-hmm. we, we think it's worthwhile. And then when you're done with the books, you can use it to you know grow your library or donate them to other families. So yeah. anyway, it's a great, great program. Um, and we'll link it in the show notes for everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!